Have you ever gone a week or two when you felt like you were really on track and feeling like you were really making progress, like your your habits were just dialed in, but then something came along, like a trip or a birthday or somebody got sick and you feel like you got backtracked and all of your progress just suddenly felt wrecked? Or maybe you were really on point throughout the whole week, but then the weekend came along and you feel like you undid all that hard work and you're right back where you started. This is a pattern that is super familiar to me. I've definitely fallen into this trap before. So today we're going to talk about a different way to look at things so that when those life events come along, you don't have to look at it as if you're starting over from scratch. You don't have to look at it as if you've wrecked all your progress and you can use it as a stepping stone catapulting you towards your success. Ready? Let's go. Do you ever feel like you know all the diet rules about eat this, but not that, and so you know what to do, but you just have a hard time actually doing it? I'm here to tell you, you are not the problem. Hi, I'm Lizzie. Welcome to the Confident Body Podcast, where we talk about all the mental and emotional parts of weight loss that diets don't tell you. It's time to step past the shame and the guilt from old diets and stop feeling like you're waiting to lose weight in order to fully participate in life. If you're ready to drop the diet mindset and learn what it takes to truly feel happy and confident in your own skin, you're in the right place. Let's get started. Welcome back. Thank you so much for being here today. I'd love to tell you a quick story about um, when I was doing my P90X phase and I was really kind of, you know, grinding it out with my workouts every day and, you know, trying to figure out, okay, what is the exact like macros that I need to eat and how many calories and just, yeah, being a little obsessive, just, just a smidge about how tight and how perfectly I wanted to eat and exercise to, you know, reach my after picture to get to my goal weight. And um, over the course of, I want to say like six to nine months, I began to notice a pattern that like, you know, I would be really on track for three weeks. I'd be like, uh, you know, like I could hear the Rocky soundtrack in the back of my mind, like I'm getting stronger and I promise I won't sing for you, but you get the idea. Like I was, I was in it. I was in the zone and then something random would happen. You know, like we, we would travel for a weekend and I would, you know, not have the same routines. Uh, I would end up kind of succumbing to the snacks or the desserts or whatever that was around us when we would travel. And I would get back on Sunday night and be like, God, I just, I, I wrecked all my progress. I've undone all of that hard work and I really worked hard to get to where I was. And now with like a day and a half or maybe two and a half days, I'm, I've, I've lost so much ground and it just felt so demoralizing. And the pattern I began to notice was that this sort of derailing event was happening somewhat regularly. Like it wasn't always three weeks. Sometimes it was six weeks. Sometimes it was two, you know, sometimes it took me two weeks to get back on track. And, but again, like I, I began to notice like this pattern of, okay, I'm dialed in a couple of weeks have gone by. I'm feeling really in the groove and then bam, and my progress is wrecked and then get back on track. You know, like you claw your way back up that mountain and you're like, okay, now I'm back to where I was. So I had to make up all that ground and now I'm trying to get, you know, a little bit further ahead and then boom, something would happen. Somebody would get sick. We would travel. In-laws would come to visit. And I began to realize if this is a predictable pattern, then maybe it's not so random. Maybe it's not unusual because I was viewing the thing that was derailing me as this uh, unorthodox event that like normal was my routine and the unorthodox event was very strange. But I was like, 
you know, life is kind of predictably unorthodox. You, you, you definitely have your routines, but, you know, on a relatively regular basis, six weeks or so, something unusual happens. You, you go out, you, you know, somebody comes to visit, somebody gets sick, things like that. And so I began to think, like, if this is predictable, then maybe I don't have to be so surprised every time this happens. And so taking that thought, I, um, the acronym SNAFU, I think I heard on a podcast recently. And as you may or may not be aware, it's a military acronym that stands for Situation Normal, All Messed Up. <laughs> Obviously, messed stands for a different word that starts with F. At any rate, what the military, the reason why they came up with that acronym is that in battle, in military things, in frankly, in life in general, it is a situation normal for things to be messed up. Chaos is normal. This is how our situation is. How do we deal with it from there? And so if we go from the state or the point of view of it is normal that things are messed up and it is normal that we will not have perfect days and life will not go according to plan, then maybe it's not such a surprise. Maybe it's not such a progress wrecking event. What if it's situation normal that we make mistakes? What do we do from there? How do we kind of treat ourselves and how do we adjust to things if we expect that mistakes are normal? So I've got three steps for you to handle the snafu of life, that it is situation normal that we will make mistakes. So step one is don't set yourself up for failure by expecting not to make mistakes. You know, diets do this for, you know, they really do a number on us because they say, just follow these three steps and everything will be great and you'll be perfectly fine. And, you know, I must be the problem if I can't follow the simple steps. But the problem with the diet is it, you know, gives you these steps for when life goes perfectly. It doesn't assume that, you know, the dog has pooped on the floor and your babysitter's running late and all of the other things that you're like, oh my gosh, I just need some chocolate. The diet doesn't account for that. And the reason why we expect perfection of ourselves is because the diet makes it seem simple. And so why is it so hard to follow? So I say, let's pitch the diet mindset. And instead of expecting things to go perfectly and beat ourselves up when we're not perfect, let's expect things to not go perfectly. Let's set ourselves up for success by expecting imperfection. Now, there's a couple of ways to, to take that concept and get a little bit more you know, granular and uh, tactical with it. So one way to expect imperfection is when you're creating a goal, create a goal on a spectrum. So the way I think of that is like my goal is I would love to walk for 30 minutes, six days a week on the treadmill. That's like, if life goes perfectly, I will walk for 30 minutes on the treadmill every single day. And you know, the kids will be so happy for me and no one will interrupt me the entire time. And if life doesn't go perfectly, because it won't, I will still be happy with myself if I get on the treadmill for five minutes, for two minutes. At least I did something. So the, the goal on the spectrum is what I'd love to do if life went perfectly and what I will still be proud of myself for if I just at least did something because it was the, a heck of a day that did not go as planned, but at least I did X. 
So that's your goal on spectrum, a kind of a stretch goal. And a, a at least I can you know give myself a check in the box for life not going to plan, but I did something. Another way to expect imperfection is to lower the bar of success. Lower your expectations for what you want to accomplish, but increase your level of expectations for consistency. So going back to the analogy of like, I want to walk on the treadmill for 30 minutes, six days a week, lower your expectations of what counts as a win. Two minutes on the treadmill can count as a win, but I want you to raise your expectations of doing it consistently. Consistency is the unsung hero of weight loss because it gives you the, the, the grace, the time for your brain to catch up and say, I'm the kind of person who does at least something every day, who at least even when things don't go to plan, I still show up for myself, even if it's only for two minutes. So lower your expectations of yourself for what you want to accomplish, but increase your level of expectations for consistency. And the third thing for how to expect imperfection and do that in a way that supports you is keep track. It is so, so important to give yourself every chance to feel successful because our brains are really good at diminishing all the hard work you've been putting in when progress is not immediate. So buoy yourself against the natural tendency by keeping track of all the little efforts and little steps you're taking each day to become the kind of person who is willing to give herself the grace to make consistent strides imperfectly versus demanding perfect progress all the time. Keeping track, little check marks, stickers, whatever. It sounds cheesy, but I swear I had a sticker chart when I was writing my book because I was so terrified of writing a book and I felt demoralized all the time by how hard it was that I needed visible progress to show myself, see, you're making progress all the time. And I, I, over time, I literally filled up a sticker chart to give myself that boost of like, yep, making progress a little bit at a time. And lo and behold, a year and a half later, a book, it was published. So it works. Keep track of the progress you're making, whatever it is you're measuring. How many times do you step on the treadmill this week? How many times did you stop eating by eight o'clock this week? Give yourself the best chance possible to feel good about yourself. Okay, so that was step one, is don't set yourself up for failure by expecting to be perfect. Step two is how are you gonna treat yourself when you mess up? And notice I said when, not if, because it's going to happen. You're gonna be on track for a couple of weeks and then you're gonna go out of town. Someone's gonna come to visit, somebody gets sick. Life happens, snafu, situation normal. Life is imperfect. So what are you going to do? How are you going to treat yourself when things fall off the rails a little bit? If you could write a letter to your future self, when things are beginning to fall off the rails, maybe to the you who has had a snack that she didn't plan on and your, the normal thought pattern would be, well, I blew it. So I might as well go all out tonight. But if you could write a letter to yourself after the snack, but before the all out, before she goes crazy and says, ah, screw it what would you tell her? How would you want her to be treating herself in that moment? What would you want to say to her? Maybe something like, hey, it's okay. Eating two cookies is better than eating the whole package. It's all right. Or maybe you want to tell her, 
having three quarters of a carton of ice cream was delicious and eating the rest of it won't taste any better, but it will sure make me feel gross tomorrow. It's okay to put it back. Maybe you want to tell her leaving one chip at the bottom of the bag is still a win. And you may be thinking, leaving one chip is a win? Yes, yes. Look for wins everywhere and allow yourself to have an imperfect win because it is that feeling of winning that fuels your motivation to keep going. And finally, if it's normal for things to be imperfect, how does that change your expectations? Because disappointment happens when reality doesn't meet our expectations. Let me say that again. Disappointment happens when reality doesn't meet our expectations. So how would you change your expectations if you know that reality is imperfect? Again, going back to my story of, I began to notice a pattern that every three to six weeks or so, something unorthodox would happen. Slowly over time, I began to change my expectations. And by doing so, it made that unorthodox sort of derailing event seem like no big deal because I was expecting it. I knew that every three to four to five weeks, something would come along and my progress would not be as quote perfect as I expected it to be. And so since I was expecting it, it was like, all right, well, on Monday, we're just going to get back to normal, which was my normal way of eating, my normal way of exercising. And it didn't seem like I was starting over from scratch. And so how can you adjust your expectations? Because changing your expectations changes your entire viewpoint of how things are going to work out. Remember, you are, you are human, you are a piece of the divine, and you are completely worthy, exactly as you are. You know, this brings up a a memory of mine, I when I was teaching fitness, um, we would used to um, circle up at the beginning of our fitness class, and I would ask a question of the day. And in this particular class, I asked uh, the ladies who were gathered, you know, what's something that you're proud of yourself for this past week? And, you know, we're going around and um, one of the ladies was a military spouse as well. And she said, well, my husband came home from deployment uh, a couple weeks ago. And, you know, something I'm really proud of us is we're still married and the kids are alive. I mean, it wasn't pretty. Uh, In fact, it was kind of messy, but, you know, we're still married there's the kids are alive. And so I'm pretty proud of myself for that. And it's just funny how her, her statement just struck me like straight between the eyes. It was like, it's okay to be messy. Wow. Yeah. It doesn't have to be perfect. And, you know, looking back, it's like, well, duh, of course, but just, you know, how sometimes things get said and just kind of hit you in the right way. And the way she said it made me just kind of give myself permission of like, it's okay to be messy. It doesn't have to be pretty. You just get to show up exactly the way you are and know that you are worthy exactly the way you are. Yeah. And speaking of that, actually, there's a um, Japanese concept called wabi-sabi, which is a fun word to say, but the basic translation is the finding the beauty in the imperfect and the impermanent Basically, nothing lasts, nothing is finished, nothing is perfect, and that is beautiful. So it makes me think of like going for a walk and seeing a gnarled tree and just how crazy unique and beautiful that is. Or, 
you know, a piece of furniture that is old and weathered, but just, you know, what stories could it tell? Like there's so much beauty in the imperfect. The Japanese actually have another concept called kintsugi, which is when they mend pottery that's broken, but they mend it with a golden glue or a glue that is gold. And what's beautiful about it is that the light shines through the gold, the glue. And so the light shines through in the broken places. And I think that's such a beautiful metaphor that when, you know, we're all, we all have sharp edges in some places, but when we can love ourselves back together with that golden glue, the light shines through in the broken places. And so since we're talking about interesting words with snafu and wabi-sabi and kintsugi, I say, let's make up our own word. So instead of snafu, I'm going to go with snaily, which is completely dorky and totally appropriate. But for me, my acronym is snaily. Situation normal, allow imperfection, love yourself. So today, I invite you to embrace the concept of snaily. Situation normal, allow imperfection, love yourself. So let's get to our tiny confident body action step for this week. So your action step today is I want you to use the word but today because the word but negates everything that came before it. So fill in the blank. I wasn't perfect today, but, and then fill in the blank. Maybe I wasn't perfect today, but I realized I was eating for emotional reasons. And so I decided to put the bag away, even though there was only a few chips left. Or I wasn't perfect today, but I still got outside and walked for five minutes. I wasn't perfect today, but I practiced self-compassion and I allowed myself to feel stressed and anxious without having to fix it or do anything about it for just a few minutes before I turned to food. I wasn't perfect today, but, and fill in the blank. Find evidence for the little ways that you are making progress and showing up for yourself. Do this for five days. I don't know, put an alarm in your phone and remind you, write it down. How would you feel at the end of the week of every single day you said, I wasn't perfect today, but I did something, something real and something tangible that showed up for myself. How would you feel? Probably not perfect, but maybe optimistic. Maybe you would be feeling better than I was four days ago. I'm guessing that however you would feel after five days of I wasn't perfect, but that probably feels a whole lot better than the thought of, I was great for four days and then I messed it all up. So which feeling do you think is going to make you want to keep going and keep trying to keep believing in the possibilities for yourself? Remember, aim for consistent imperfection. Mm, So good, right? And by the way, there's a whole section in my book about imperfection and how to make failure your friend. So if you've ever found yourself feeling like you have to start over from scratch after a slip up, then please check out my book. Just search for You Are a Miracle on Amazon. And if there's anything in this episode that has helped you, I'd love it if you'd write a review or maybe share it with a friend. That would be awesome. And remember, love yourself because you are beautiful because of your imperfections, not despite them. Lean into that. Embrace who you are. All right, that's what I got for you this week. I will see you next time.
Thanks so much for listening today. If you're feeling like maybe you're ready to take what you're learning here on the podcast to the next level, then let's work together. Everyone has a unique story and unique challenges, and there is no one size fits all program that works for everyone. We can co-create the goals and accountability that work specifically for you so that you can feel free of all the mind chatter around your body and start feeling confident in your skin. And most importantly, stop waiting to participate in life until after you lose weight. Listen, you were created for a reason. God does not make mistakes. You have something special and unique that only you can bring to the world. If you'd like to explore what that might look like for you, please go to my website and schedule a free call at confidentbody.coach. Or if you're an introvert like me and you just like us to get to know each other a little bit, then send me an email at lizzie at confidentbody.coach. Remember, the world needs what only you can bring. So don't wait. We're counting on you. You are a miracle. So shine your light today.